Hi, this is Jim Quick, and I have a quick update for you. I'm proud to announce my very first book, Limitless. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. This book is not only based on the latest neuroscience, it is field tested for over 28 years of working with some of the most amazing minds on our planet. Just go to LimitlessBook.com and enjoy this book. Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today, this is a big one. This is a juicy one. How do you stop worrying about what people think? How do you stop worrying about other people's opinions, uh, how other people's expectations, their criticism? This is, I believe, gonna be one of the most popular episodes and the reason I say that is because we have a guest returning right now who actually was one of our most popular episodes. She is our dear longtime friend, Shelly Lefko, co-founder of the Lefko Institute. Thanks for joining us, Shelly. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited. I love doing this with you. Oh my goodness, you are an expert at transformation. And I just had to get you on camera. And the title of the the episode was how do you undo your beliefs and so we it was so popular and it got shared so much on social media we had so much response we had to bring you back and uh, so we're, before we go into this this is a big topic um, the reason why I wanted this question answered is because in the book limitless and which most of our listeners or viewers have have I talk about a whole section on mindset where I actually feature your work and then mention you and reference you. And I talk about uh, how our lies, which are limited ideas entertained, hold us back. They're just BS, they're just belief systems. And one of those lies that hold us back is this idea, it was number six, the criticism of other people matter. Criticism of other people matters to us. So what would you say to somebody who's listening right now and they're holding, they're limiting their life in some area because they're afraid of what other people are going to think? Where do yeah. we start? Do we start okay. define what a belief is or where? Yeah, let me start with that. So a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is the truth. Like being pregnant, you either is or you're not. It's the truth. I believe you know, people are good or not good. So we have lots and lots of beliefs. Most of them are unconscious and a lot of them get in our way. Now, this is my favorite, a really favorite topic of mine. And I'm, I want to do a deep dive in a short time. So I had the belief, what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And I had a great life and lots of friends and I wasn't like, you know, dysfunctional or, but that belief, Jim, and everybody ran my life. So I would walk away from people saying, 
Did they like me? Did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? You know, like this morning we, we were talking and I said something and you didn't answer. My voice would have went, oh my God, he didn't like it. He doesn't like me. It would have went off to the races. And I just sat there and I waited and you ended up saying, I love that. <laughs> you know, you just paused. So how I dressed, you know, I wouldn't dress like just expressively. I wore like lots of, you know, um, solid colors, monochromatic. It really ran my life. And when I got rid of that belief, I got my life. Mm. I, got, I, I called it my Martin Luther King Jr. moment because I was free at last, free oh. to be me. Free to know that, you know, when, when I spoke in, in Croatia in front of 600 people and I got feedback and somebody said, oh, she was great. I loved her. Oh, my God, that was amazing. Boring. You know, no matter what you do, somebody's not going to like it. Mm -hmm. Right. So instead of asking, what are people going to think about me? Maybe you can ask yourself, what might the consequence be of my actions? Do I want to live with those consequences? the way better question. But here's how the belief gets formed. You come into this life, you don't know if you're good enough or not good enough. You don't know what makes you good enough. You don't know anything, right? You're just born and you're looking at mom and you're looking at dad and you get criticized, right? And we're gonna talk about that. And loving parents, I'm not saying your parents are terrible bad people, but you get criticized. And why can't you do this? And how many times do I have to tell you? And you didn't get an A? Oh my God, right? So we start asking the question, the question that all children ask all day. Why? Why, every day, why? Why can't I live up to my parents' expectations? We're gonna talk about criticism, not living up to expectations, and this belief. So we're gonna start with the belief. Why can't I live up to my parents' expectations? Oh, I see, I'm not good enough. And it actually feels like you're seeing I'm not good enough, right? Shelly, if you were there, you would have seen I wasn't good enough. No, I, did, I wouldn't. I actually would see your parents criticizing you. I would see you not get an A. I would see you fail math. Whatever I would see, you not be able to tie your shoes, whatever it is. And so we conclude things based on what we think we see as children. And those beliefs stay with us through our lives because you can't not believe something you think you saw. Oh, can you say that again? Yes. It's impossible to not believe something that you think you saw. So if I said to everybody, you know, Jim is not Asian, they'd say, Shelly. Jim's Asian. I take no, he's not. Yeah, I saw that he was Asian. He has eyes and then and that. And I'd say, oh, so I can't talk you into that. No, because you think you saw it. So you can do self-help work and all kinds of work and you could cope and get better and learn and grow. But that belief's not going anyplace until you get that you never saw your belief in the world. You saw two parents do something, say something, a teacher, you, you failed in school, that's what you saw. And the only place I'm not good enough lives is in your mind. So the event itself 
this is so important distinction and I'm glad we're having this conversation for everyone listening. The event itself doesn't have any meaning. The meaning is coming from, from it inside our mind. A hundred percent. Now that's another conversation about events have no meaning and we can talk about that and we're going to do that um, and how to get rid of that meaning in the moment. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately you have to go back and eliminate your beliefs to change your behavior and emotions. Right. But you can do something in the moment to do that. So I'll leave you wanting more with that. <laughs> so let's go back to the belief. So now I have a child. Now I have the belief. I'm not good enough. That sucks. I don't want to go through life like that. So one day somebody acknowledges us and pats us on the head and says, oh, Jim, you're so brilliant. Oh my God. I love you. You're amazing. I saw you on stage and and you just stand there and all of a sudden you feel good enough. And you say to yourself, oh, that's so interesting. I didn't feel good enough. Somebody thought well of me and I did feel good enough. I guess what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. Then it gets cemented because now what do parents always say to kids? Mom, I want to dye my hair pink. Oh, sure, honey, that would look fabulous. No. What will people think? Now, today, that's when, when my daughter was little, that was a thing. Today, it's not a thing. But, you know, if you want to go to school in some wacko outfit, your parents are going to, there's nothing inappropriate. I mean, if you go to school with your boobs hanging out, that's different. But if you want to wear a wacko outfit, why would your parents care? Because they care about what other people think, because they have this belief. And it's an insidious belief because it keeps us from not just being ourselves, but, but we don't let our kids be themselves because we're worried about strangers in a store who are never going to see again what they think of us. So we'll throw our own child under the bus. I saw a woman the other day say to her kid, stop it, stop it right now. The kid was three years old. She was touching something. And this woman was so worried about people were going to think that she was a bad mother or her kid had no manners. Right. So we form this belief. What makes me good enough is having other people think well of me. And then it impacts the rest of our lives. Now, I can't eliminate a belief with you in five minutes, right. but I can tell you this. Just remember what Jim says in the book. And remember that when somebody thinks well of you and somebody doesn't, you're the exact same person. Nothing changed about you except the voice in your head. Oh, I'm good enough. They thought I was terrific. I'm boring. Oh, I guess I'm not good enough. Oh, no, wait. He made a mistake. He wrote fabulous instead of boring. Oh, I'm good enough. Think of how insane that is. Okay, now. Let's talk about criticism and judgment. Okay. Okay. So beliefs, when you eliminate beliefs, emotions disappear. If you get rid of the belief, I'm not important, very common belief that most people have, I'm not important. And if you're listening and you think you don't have it, ask yourself the question, what makes me important? Ooh. And if you heard anything other than nothing I just am, you have the belief. Wow. 
If you have to do something to be important, what makes me important is I'm a good parent. So what makes me important is being the president or the CEO of the company. What makes me important is I have a best-selling book. If you have to be, do, or have anything to be important, mm. you can't believe you're inherently important. So if you get rid of the belief, I'm not important, and your friend ignores you, you're not going to get upset and angry and you'll just say, you know what? I just don't like being ignored. I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't ignore me. But if you have the belief I'm not important and they ignore you, well, who do they think they are? And like, ah, you get all upset, right? So if you get rid of beliefs, your behavior will change and your emotions will change. However, when we started doing this work with people, every once in a while we would realize that I'm about to do something with you that's really cool. Every once in a while, we would realize that the beliefs would go away, but they'd say, oh, that emotion is still there. And we said, well, what is that? So Morty went back to the drawing board and he came up with a process that's based on conditioning. So I'm gonna do something with you very powerful now, okay? I want you to all remember a time where you were criticized or judged by mom and dad when you were little. So it should be kind of, close their eyes or just? Yeah, close your eyes okay. and get, just imagine being a little kid and being criticized or judged by your parents. In that moment, do you feel loved or unloved? Okay, you all feel unloved. Now, watch this. Criticism and judgment does not cause fear. Every time criticism and judgment was present when you were little, so was feeling unloved by the people on whom your survival depended. This is what caused the fear, the threat to your survival, not the criticism and the judgment. And the only reason you feel fear today is because you never made that distinction as a child. But, but it was conditioned like Pavlov's dog. But it was conditioned because criticism and judgment, threat to my survival. Some of you got hit. That's a threat to your survival too. Now, let's make this real. Close your eyes again and imagine that mom and dad, I was your mom. And I was so loving and I didn't criticize or judge you. And I told you you were loved unconditionally. And you go to a neighbor's house and the neighbor criticized or judged you. Would you feel fear? No, because there's no threat to your survival. And it wasn't the criticism and the judgment. And if you didn't feel it then, would you feel, it, would you feel fear today? No, not living up to an expectation doesn't cause fear in anybody. My kids have no fear of not living up to my expectations, unfortunately. <laughs> so here's, here's what does, okay? Close your eyes. Imagine not living up to your parents' expectations. Imagine hearing, I'm disappointed in you. 
or you really let me down. Or I thought you could do better than that. In that moment, as a young child, do you feel loved or unloved? Unloved. Unloved. So again, every time not living up to an expectation was present, so was feeling unloved by the person on whom your survival depended. This is what caused the fear, not this. Not, li not living up to the expectation didn't cause the fear. The fear was caused by feeling unloved. It's a threat to your survival. Fear is always caused by a real or imagined threat to your survival. Always. Amazing. That's quite a distinction. So people <laughs> go to your website again to go through this process and be able to get an experience of those, those three major beliefs. Shelly Lefkos, thank you so much again. for the. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> and uh, thank you everyone for listening again. Uh, take a screenshot, tag us both in it so we get to see it. Follow Shelly and, uh, and I'll actually repost some of my favorites uh, again for participating. Thank you everybody and uh, be limitless. Bye everybody. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Or simply text the word podcast to 916-822-7246 and we'll send you a direct link. That's 916-82-BRAIN. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power. It's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team can properly thank you. Hashtag QuickBrain, K-W-I-K Brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. 
I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think.